welcome to the Artist Academy podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists that it is completely possible to have a great career in the arts. And if you ever want to tune in and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just check out the schedule over at facebook.com groups slash artist academy every Tuesday to catch us on live. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time six-figure art business. With weekly trainings that include step-by-step proven art business techniques, plus painting tutorials from yours truly (laughs) and other guest artists who are masters in their field, you will be well-equipped to learn and grow into the highly skilled and highly profitable artist you know you're meant to be. I've figured out what it takes to build my own six-figure art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. It's not hard, but it does require your time and dedication. So if you're up for the challenge, go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. This week's episode features Washington-based soul painting artist, Julie Clue. I so enjoyed getting to meet Julie through this interview, and it's conversations like this that really make me so happy that I started a podcast. I love talking to artists and travelers. It's so rare to meet someone who just gets it when it comes to wanting to live outside the box and experience the world according to their terms. And Julie is that person. You are going to love this episode as she tells her story of how she lived on a sailboat for years and traveled the world, gaining inspiration for the art she creates now. Julie is only a year into doing the full-time art thing, but you would have never guessed it by looking at her online presence. Her paintings are breathtaking, and she has an understanding of the business side of art that I hope you really listen to and take something away from. But let me know what you think about this week's episode with Julie Clue. So it's super nice to meet you. But if you could go and just maybe introduce exactly who you are to anybody who doesn't know and maybe tell us a little bit of backstory about how you got into the arts. Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me on. I've never done this before. (laughs) So I'm like, try not to be too nervous. Oh, you're good. Um, yeah, so like most artists, I've been like drawing on the walls since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I've always just loved painting and drawing. Um, and yeah, I went to college and I studied art in college. Um, but I mostly focused on metals. I didn't really do paint. I did some painting and drawing classes, but I really wanted to make jewelry. That's like what I was really into. So, um, but anyway, I sort of gave that up after time. And I actually wasn't very encouraged in college to pursue art as like a professional. I just didn't think I could make any money like painting. I don't know if it's like (laughs) the family I grew up in or just like our culture, but I just didn't like believe it was possible, I guess. 
So, um, yeah, I, I um, sort of self-taught myself graphic design and web design and was doing that to make money, um, which was great. And, um, yeah, I was living in California. Um, so I'm originally from Washington State, which is where I am right now. Um, and I moved down to California and I was living on my sailboat there with my boyfriend and, uh, we decided I was, I had a graphic design job and we decided to just sail away. <laughs> so yeah, we sold all of our stuff and we sailed, um, we, we prepared for like two years. We like first bought a boat and moved on to it and we're like, okay, like there's people who do this. They like go sail and that's how they live. They like can make money online or figure out ways to make money. And then they just live on their boats and they like travel from country to country. So we did that, which is crazy. We left like 10 years ago. And so I've been living on my sailboat. Well, I left the boat about a year ago because I wanted to pursue my art more seriously. Um, but yeah, we were living on the boat for like 10 years. Wow. And Let's just yeah. talk about that for a second. That is so cool. <laughs> oh yeah. That's something that I would do, kind of a thing. And so how long did you plan um, to do that? And how did you make money while you were on the boat? Yeah, so we probably for three years, I would say, that we planned. And we neither, neither of us really knew that much about sailing. Um, I knew a little bit about boats. He knew a little bit about boats. But we had a lot of learning to do. And so, and also we had to get the boat that we wanted to like go cruising on, which needed to be a good boat. So there was so much research and so much, we worked like every night and every weekend, we like had our spreadsheets and all of our gear and we're always like going out sailing and learning by fire, basically. Um, <laughs> YouTube videos. <laughs> totally. YouTube videos, like <laughs> blogs. Back then, yeah, there was... It was like 2000, it was like 2007, 8. We left in, wait, no. Yeah, like 2008, 9, 10. So the internet was not as like full of information as it is now, but we absolutely learned everything online. Yeah. For sure. Um, and yeah, I, since I was doing web design stuff and graphic design, I had a couple clients. So we were like, okay, if we can get internet while we're sailing, which we did, when, at least when we were like at Anchor, we just used, it's so funny because now it's like everybody's phone has data, but that was like the little like dongles were just coming out, the little like, you know, USB things you could stick in your laptop to get internet from cell towers. No one really uses those anymore because everyone just has data on their phone. It was like smartphones have like just come out like only a couple years before we left, I think. Anyways, yeah, that's how we made money. We, we both had like web clients and we just scraped by and made it work. So that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then over time, like we traveled, we were, we left our boat for a while and we went and worked at a surf resort in Indonesia and we lived in South Africa for a little while and spent a lot of time in Portugal. We just like, we're like all over the place. And then we, we actually started an e-commerce business and we were selling products on Amazon. And so that was how we really started like we built our own business and we were managing it all while we were traveling around. Like we never had a place to land except for our boat. So yeah, it's kind of crazy, but, um, that's how we made it work. Wow. That is so yeah. cool. Smart and adventurous. That's, <laughs> that's, well, at least you didn't have, I mean, well, you had, you had paid for a boat, but you didn't have a car payment. You didn't have like a house rent. No. <laughs> yeah, no, actually. Yeah, we didn't at all. We had just like phones. 
and that was it. I mean, yeah, and there were there were expenses associated with the boat and like travel expenses and stuff, but there weren't all of the bills and things that you have when you're like living in America in a house. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just know that everybody listening is just living through you right now. They're like, that's so cool. I should have lived on a boat and lived in Indonesia for a year. Or it's long. totally possible. Well, the thing that was so amazing about it was that like it felt so impossible before we did it, we were like, but we know it is because there's other people who are doing it. You know, if other people are doing it, like we can do it. So yeah. And it just, you totally can. And then when we were out there doing it, like you meet all these other people who are doing it too. And young people, families who have little kids. That was always the amazing thing to me. You meet this family that has like two little kids, like mom homeschooling and doing everything on the boat. And yeah, pretty amazing. For, for the last, like, four years, we were in Tahiti, which is, like, kind of the dream spot. And that's really where we decided, we were like, okay, we're just not even going to, like, really go sailing anymore and, like, keep moving. Because most people who go do it are, like, on a mission. They're, like, going to go from, you know, one around spot the to the next. Like, yeah, around the world. A lot of people go from, like, California to, like, New Zealand or something like that. But we got to Tahiti and we're like, let's just stay here. This is awesome. And a lot of people do because it's so great. Because so Tahiti has these barrier reefs around the island where it creates these lagoons that are actually, well, usually comfortable to be anchored in. So you can be anchored it, next to the ocean, but you're in like a bay, like a still. So yeah, that's the best. Being on a boat at anchor can be so uncomfortable, like can't sleep and it's scary because there's like swell like rocking the boat all around yeah yeah so well, when I read yeah. your bio you, you, you had kind of mentioned that like parts of the like some nights were like you're like I am doing everything right this is amazing and some nights it's like a little scary yeah big time scary I mean I feel like I didn't really sleep it's hard to sleep well when you're like out in the ocean, you know, like when you're on a passage and you're actually like sailing, that's a whole other thing. But even when you arrive to land and you are trying to just sort of settle in and like, it's like can be pretty hectic on a boat, even at anchor, because, you know, you're at anchor, your boat can just like drag into the reef. Like we saw that we saw people's boats where their anchor, you know, gets loose and like their boat smashes into the reef or like lightning and thunder is so scary on a boat because your boat can get hit and sink <clears throat> because wow. lightning like basically finds a ground through your mast and then goes through the through holes, the like metal things <laughs> and it will blast them out of the boat and create like a giant hole. Like that happened a boat next to us, like in an <gasps> anchorage next to us. Yeah. Got hit by lightning, blew out one of the through holes and the boat sank. No one was on the boat. Luckily. Oh my God. Yeah. But so stuff like that, you know, it was like wild. <laughs> yeah. But like nothing ever actually happened to you guys. Everything was mostly pretty calm or. Yeah. We lived. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're here. Yeah. No, we never, um, oh, we had, you know, scary moments where sails ripped and you sort of lose control of the boat for a minute or, but we never had any like major things like, we never were like taking on a lot of water and about to sink or um, have like a huge fire on board or anything like that. So, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we didn't, yeah, we were things were were good, but there were like a lot of nights at anchor in Tahiti, like a storm would come through, a squall would come through, and it would just be so loud and the waves and the wind and rain and. I would get up in the middle of the night, like one in the morning, and my thing was like, put on my meditation music oh, yeah. and make popcorn, <laughs> like on the stove. I would make popcorn on the stove, 
It's like, like everything's gonna, yeah, like banging around. Everything's gonna be okay. It's fine. But yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Yep. That's so yeah. amazing though. And okay. So I imagine you have so many like reference photos and just like inspiration from that time for now you paint waves. And so it's, it, it morphs together perfectly. Can you talk about how you made the transition here last year from boat to full-time artist? Yeah. So I've always been fascinated by the water and the waves. And I used to have my colored pencils on board and I would just do like colored pencil art and, um, and then I started doing acrylic on the boat. So because it dries so fast, I could do it like oil paint, you know, it takes so much longer to dry. For some reason, I like really wanted to oil paint and I couldn't on the boat because it was just too messy. Yeah. So I started doing um, little panels with acrylic and it worked great, actually. And I still have quite a few of those paintings that I did on the boat. But I just like had these visions, like my heart was just like, calling me to paint these big wave paintings with oils and um I also just really longed for land and just being able to ground myself for a while and like sleep soundly not in the water um yeah it was a really really difficult transition to be honest I um came back and stayed with my parents for a while and bought myself like a big easel and just started painting and getting myself out there. And yeah, so really I had been, we, um, the whole e-commerce business chapter kind of closed, which made me, you know, be like, okay, what am I doing next with my life? And since I'd been selling so much stuff online and I really wanted to paint, I was like, I can do this. This is possible. So, um, yeah, it's been about a year since I've been professional artist, and, um, not very long really. Um, but yeah, it's going good. So going, going well, yeah, your art is yeah. beautiful. It's just, Thank you. yeah. Have you had any professional training or is it just, you've just learned as you went? Basically I just learned as I went. Oh, yeah. That's so impressive. I really like study other artists work and, um, yeah, just studying the waves for sure. Like spending all that time on the water away from humans, which is very, it was pretty isolating. It was just like me and my boyfriend all the time. And, um, yeah, I spent a lot of time looking at the water and, um, being just like moved by it and just like entranced by it in this way. I was just like, I mean, I still feel almost when I see the waves and the water moving that it's just, oh. yeah, it makes me, I'm like, this is everything. <laughs> it seems oh. so silly, but no, I know there's other people amazing. who feel that way too, you know, where they go to the ocean and they just feel so renewed and. Being in the ocean is such a, um, yeah, renewing. It's just, it's a powerful, life-filled, amazing thing. So, yeah, that's why I paint it. I love that. I, and I think, like, I mean, there's an artist, like, everybody's an artist is what I'm trying to say. And, like, it's, but when you have that passion and excitement behind it, it's like, okay, like, that's the thing that really sets you apart from, like, the artist that doesn't really know what their meat what their purpose is almost too and with you like the ocean is home almost yeah you know? like it, it it takes a decade of your life almost and you're oh that's just so cool <laughs> <laughs> oh, <thanks. laughs> it, it, it would be odd if you were painting like animals or something but <laughs> yeah even though okay so the house i'm in right now there's these baby fox 
<laughs> that are living here. And I'm like, I've been taking pictures of them and tracking them and following them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to paint these fox. <laughs> so, you know, I'm inspired to paint a lot of things, but um, the water is definitely the one that really makes me feel like I want to, I don't know, I guess being out by the ocean, I just know so many people are in their houses and at their jobs and like landlocked and they can't see and experience it. And it's like, I want to try and capture this magic and like bring it out to the world or something. Yes. So, you're like yeah. a mermaid. You're my, yeah. you're the closest thing I've ever met to a mermaid. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. My, my, yeah, Mermaid Julie is my alter ego. Like my oh. cell phone. Like when I connect to a Bluetooth, it's like connected to Mermaid Julie. <laughs> That's so funny. Mine's yeah. a red rocket. <laughs> awesome. <Yeah>. Red rocket. <laughs> good. Um, so what makes up your typical work day? How many hours do you spend painting? Um, yeah, so this question, I'm just gonna be honest because I'm like, oh, I'd be like, oh, I show up every morning, you know, make my coffee and paint like eight hours, but I totally don't. Either. I <laughs> some days I do. Some days I'll paint like ten hours, but I definitely sometimes take like a whole week off of painting, Ooh. which I actually am continually trying to be like, I need to paint more. <laughs> but um yeah, I think it's just for me it's like setting goals. And then working towards them. And sometimes it's showing up and painting every day for like a week. And then sometimes it's like taking a week off and doing the other things involved in the art business, which is like, you know, setting up online profiles or working on contacts and email and probably a balance where I was doing a little bit of both every day would be ideal. Yeah. Um, but there is something about painting where some days you just can't do it. It's so weird. It's like you, you do like, sometimes I'll just force myself. I'm like, okay, I'm going to show up today. I'm just going to paint. And you know, in those days where I really resist it and I do it anyways, I'm like, well, at least I did it. Yeah. <laughs> Even <laughs> though I did something to show. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but one thing that I do that, has helped me is that some I, I have these like trash canvases where I don't intend to like create a painting out of them and I just like mix paint and then just put it on the canvas and just do weird things just to move paint around yeah. because for some reason that helps with like forming like what I really want to create like maybe the next day or something so okay so you, you mix the paint and you put it on the canvas or you just mix it yeah, I mix it and put it on the canvas, but I just okay. make like ugly paintings or like oh, they're okay. not, it's like I'm not, I'm not um, painting for an outcome. I'm just painting for the sake of painting almost like, yeah, like, I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, I call them my trash canvases because <laughs> <laughs> okay. it's like, this isn't going to be something I'm going to show anybody. This is just me using my hands and, and paint to just like feel, I, there's something that like, putting paint on a canvas, almost like frosting a cake. Like I used to be obsessed with those videos of people frosting cakes, <laughs> like in fast motion. Have you ever seen them? <laughs> well, I, I follow some people on TikTok who do that and they do it to songs and I'm like, I could watch this all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's the same with painting, really. I mean, but there's something about like moving paint that it like sat, it's like grounding, I think. It like satisfies something in me. And sometimes we just like don't, or I don't have it all put together to like create an actual like work of art. And I just need to like move paint around. So yeah. I, I can see you finger painting and being like all dirty and like, just like doing your thing. you be like, don't bother me. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. 
kind of like that. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Exactly. (laughs) So can you talk us through your painting process? Are there any methods or techniques that you've picked up through your years of experience? You know, I was thinking about this one um, and I have done some underpaintings. Like when you use like, you know, the burnt sienna and you kind of like trace your painting out and cover the whole canvas. And I've done that before and I've also done it without that. And I think that there are some benefits there, but I've sort of like begged it lately. I don't know why. So I don't know. I don't really have any specific things. I guess with waves, one thing for sure is that I do an under, or I like paint almost like the see-through water and then I let it completely dry and then I paint the rest over it. Okay. Yeah. So like the like, deeper colors, kind of that, yeah. like the blues. And... like that. Okay. Like, and then, um, yeah, because I, I know that some artists will just like keep painting with oil, but I like to like do, let it completely dry and then come in and paint over it, like the foam and the, the highlights and then, you know, go fill things in. I don't know. Which I, I, just yeah. like makes it too. Cause how do you, how do you wait for it to dry so long with oils? I know you have to wait like a week. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes if it's a warm, if it's warm, like four days, as long as it's like, yeah, the day that you're painting it, I don't know, sometimes a few days, even if it's not completely dry, it'll be dry enough that I can go back in over it. So yeah, I'm still learning my techniques. I feel like I'm not like, you know, a teacher and I don't know how to like, you know, express all the things that I do yet. (laughs) Well, you have an awesome product, so you're doing something right. Thank you. Yeah. Do you uh, do you paint? So, like, you do mostly like blues, greens. Do you have like a set palette that you do most days? Uh, do you do any like sunset stuff? I haven't really. I don't remember seeing any kind of sunsetty things. Yeah, you know, I've mostly been painting blues and greens. Although I recently did warm up a painting a little bit and do a little bit more of a sunset. Ooh. Um, and it's something. No, I I would totally use a full palette, but yeah, mostly just been sticking to the blues so yeah Yeah. and I and I'm still trying to figure out exactly like which colors I want to always be using and um but yeah ultramarine blue phthalo blue and then but I usually mix with like cadmium light cadmium yellow light is like the go-to that's like those are like the three mixed colors I use most of the time Keep it to make like everything. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. And it, it's great for the uh, Instagram aesthetic too. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I know. Sometimes though, I feel like I'm like sticking myself into a box, and then no. I'm like, oh no, I can't. <laughs> well, it, it's so. funny because uh, a lot of us other artists, we're like everywhere, and we're like, okay, I should really be using like less colors, and like I should really have like a tone, and all my all my stuff be similar, and so we're like fighting. I am fighting like the other way. I'm like, okay, I need to get in, into a niche. How do I get, how do I make everything right. look pretty? Yours is like, nope, I just blue, green, and white. Right. No, I know what you mean. Like finding that like cohesive, mm-hmm. like aesthetic, right? Like your style that like had, you know, like these bodies of work that all go together perfectly. Yeah. I've definitely been there too. I mean, it wasn't long ago where I was like, I need a body of work where everything goes together and looks good as like a cohesive, you know, thing. So, yeah I tried that's what I actually in January I set a goal I was like okay I'm gonna do I had actually started this like um oh what it's like a I don't know a strategy to create like a body of work and then launch it online as like you know like don't release anything don't sell anything until you have everything created and then like build it up on your social media and build it up on your 
you know, your email list and then release all of the work at once as like a sales strategy rather than just like creating one painting and just like putting it out there and putting it out there. This is like a way to like drum up excitement and also create sort of like a um, sense of urgency for buyers because they're like, oh, other people are all going to have access at the same time. Yeah. And so this is a strategy I'd heard about a lot. I don't know if you've heard this same strategy. I'm actually, well, this is so funny that you're saying this because I'm actually doing like a cloud series right now. And I was thinking just yesterday, I'm like, maybe I should like do exactly what you were saying. So how did that go? Yeah. So, and the thing is, is I know it's been successful for a lot of artists. People talk about how that is like the way to go and then they, they release it all. And so the way that I did it was I created like a password and then I released it first to my email list, which isn't huge. Um, I just started building it probably like seven months ago. So I'm still working on that, but I didn't really go very well for me. Um, I sold two paintings um, out of 10, which was okay. I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> but a lot of people like sell out when they do this strategy. I feel like those people have been in it for so long though. And even though you don't look like you've, you don't look like you've been in it only a year. You really don't. Oh. And so I would <laughs> just do it again, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think so too. And of course, like I launched early April. So it was like the whole Corona thing was already like a lot of people messaged me and said, oh, I just lost my job. And, you know, just like the environment of things right now could have been could have had an effect on it. But there's so many things you're like, does nobody like my art or is it overpriced or, you know, am I not positioning it well online? Do I not have enough photos? Am I not like offering enough incentives. I don't know. Do I need a countdown timer? <laughs> <laughs> so many things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So did you like, as you were painting them, did you like show people what you were painting or was it all like super secret? Uh, no, I did. I shared them. Yeah. Okay. I shared them. I would share, I would send out like an email that like, so this is what I'm up to. And then I was also posting them on Instagram and Instagram stories and stuff. Maybe I should have done more posting, but there was a lot of interest and I felt now I'm like, when people would reach out and be like, is this for sale? And I would say, oh, not yet. Not yet. Wait for my big release. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I should have said yes then. But oh, it's okay. Who knows? So, <laughs> who yeah. Knows? Yeah, who knows? But I know that there's a lot of people who do that and they say it works really well because you create sort of an event, like in a, reason, a reason to come by, uh, like an excitement around everything you've, you've created in this body of work and so anyways, I'll definitely be doing it again, but yeah. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Good talk. <laughs> yeah. So what, talk. Is, yeah, what, is, what is the one thing you don't pay without? Um, linseed oil is like my main thing because I don't know how people paint without it. Maybe most oil painters use it, but it's like a thinning agent for oil paint. Okay. And yeah, it like, I don't, I couldn't paint without it. So linseed okay. oil, it's basically just like. Oil paint comes out really kind of like thick and it needs to be like watered down, but you can't use water. Um, so yeah, linseed oil is my, is my thing, which okay. is actually flax, flax oil. Linseed is flax. You're speaking yeah. another language. I paint with acrylic. So I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's okay. fascinating to me. Actually, um, I had, I heard I like, yeah, oil paint is made with flaxseed oil. Like, I don't know why I used to always think it was made with like a, a petroleum product or something, but it's a natural, it's like a plant-based paint. Huh. So do you use that in place of the uh, odorless mineral spirits? 
Um, no. So I still clean my brushes with that. Um, but I use the linseed oil as like a thinning agent to paint with. Does it help which, it dry quickly? I actually think it makes it dry slower. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know exactly, but I know like it's different than if I used some mineral spirits to thin the paint with and paint. It's more of like a thicker body than like a thin thinning. Okay. I don't, okay, that doesn't really make any sense, but it's more of like an oily than like a, a watery sort okay. of thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's it definitely, yeah, well, it's like with water, like, you know, I do big strokes across the whole canvas. And so having that is like a really good tool for any oil painters out there. <laughs> okay. Very, very good. Good tip. Yeah. Uh, are there any art lessons you've learned the hard way? Um, yeah, so this is like, I, I think the main one is like believing in myself. And I had read in a book years ago when I was still pretty unsure, like I knew I wanted to paint like deep in my heart, but I didn't believe in that I could do it. And I read that as an artist, a lot of people wait around for like, almost like someone else needs to grant them permission, like give you permission, like yes, you are, you have the gift, you're talented, like, you should be an artist. Like, no one's going to do that. No one's <laughs> going to grant you permission. Only you can give yourself permission to do it. And that, like, changed, changed everything for me. For some reason, that realization was really, like, a turning point where I was like, oh, like, I have to give myself permission. No one else is going to do this for me. And, um, yeah, so... I would say that I did sort of learn that the hard way because I spent a lot of years going like, I can't do it. It's not possible. But yeah, just showing up and doing the work and believing in yourself like day in and day out because it definitely goes in waves. Like, so yeah, yeah it's still learning that lesson. I think still learning. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me, um, we had Maria Brophy on, on here and yes, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> have you read her book? I read her book. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. the part where like she, like people would hire her and talk to her for her to literally just to tell them, yeah, you can do it. And they're like, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, totally. <laughs> yeah. All they wanted. That's great advice. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a favorite past project? Oh, or do you have anything to add? Oh, just like how, just how important that is because it seems so kind of insignificant, but just, yeah, that belief is like almost the seed that allows everything else to like grow out of you, you know? So anyways, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it does. I'll, I'll get messages from people from, listen, who listen to the podcast, and they're like, I never even thought about art being a business before or something, and just like, oh, wow. or just, they're just like, I never even thought about, like, you know, maybe I could do it because they live in a small town or something. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> they're like, yeah, Thanks. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Okay, um, is there, what was, do you have a favorite past project? Um, yeah, I did a commission for a good friend last year and it was really a breakthrough for me because it was the biggest painting I had ever painted and it was just like the water surface and it was just like, now when I go over and see her, it's like up on her wall and it just gives me so much like confidence and, um, and my ability, I don't know. So yeah, that's my favorite past project not very exciting. I also recently did a mural in my hometown. It's like a COVID-19 mural. Oh, um, and I really want to get into murals too. Actually. I think that like murals are kind of the way forward in terms of like making money. Like, you know, you could charge a lot for a mural. 
Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's when you're painting like small little fine art paintings and hoping to like, you know, bring them into the world. It's so much different than like a business has like a need. They like need a muralist, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I did a really fun like mural painting in town with a friend and that was awesome. So I'm, I want to do more murals now. I'm trying to find more mural work. Oh, good. That's so, yeah. this is so funny. Cause I, it's, it's like the whole grass is always greener on the other side. Cause I do a ton <laughs> of mural work and I'm like, I need to create more of my own little art, <laughs> like more, more of my own paintings. Cause like murals are awesome. You know, they are so much fun and I love painting for businesses because like they don't argue with you on price and it's just easier, I think. And, but like with murals, it's, it's outside. <laughs> so you're working around the weather and it's hot sometimes. And it's just like, and like you're using your whole body and like, I'm like, man, it would be so much easier if I was just sitting in an air conditioned studio. <laughs> it's like <laughs> one, two sides of everything. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> it true. It's makes true. a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. The coolest thing about painting outside, like I was painting next to kind of a busy road and Everyone was like, because we did like a Rosie the Riveter with like a mask on and like as a nurse. Okay. And I think people were just like honking and like fist pumping. And I was, it was so cool to be like painting art outside where all these people could drive by and feel stoked from what you were doing. And that experience was so fulfilling. Like, I loved that. So, yeah. The, that is a pretty good perk, I guess. Yeah, all, but I don't know about what do you would most of the murals you do, do you feel like you get that kind of community reaction or not really? Yeah, <laughs> you do. Yeah. Oh, cool. yeah, for sure. Like, oh, like, especially because I do a lot of work on construction sites. And so like the electrician will walk by and like, that's awesome. <laughs> like, <I'm> like, you too. <laughs> and like, it's yeah. also like free advertisement. It like is right. huge. Like I'll, I'll sometimes go out and do a mural for fun because I, in like a prominent area, if I get like permission from the building owner and just because I'm like, I know people are going to see this and I'll get jobs from it later. And like, it's cool. just, it's advertisement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. And you're bringing joy and beauty into yeah. the community. I, I want to do that. You've inspired me to go do that. I want to go do a butterfly. Oh, I guess yeah. maybe I should paint water. I don't know. Do you like water wings or like a water wave coming? Like you could like pose with like a wave or something coming towards you. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I, I want to do it. My, where I'm living right now, it rains a lot. <laughs> so oh yeah. <laughs> it seems like that would be another thing. We were really lucky that one we did, it was like a, a, you know, nice dry stretch of weather. So yeah. <laughs> you, you do like an umbrella photo op where you're like under a giant umbrella or something. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> yeah. That's good. 10%. Just kidding. What are actually, what, uh, how do you get most of your business? Is it Instagram? What is it? Yeah, I think it is Instagram. It's I am. So <laughs> I know Instagram. Well, yeah. So I used to manage a couple of brands on Instagram. It had sort of like a love hate relationship with it. And like, <laughs> I built this huge following for one of my brands and then it just sort of like fizzled out. Like people just didn't want to like buy through my, through Instagram anymore. And so I was like, it's not all what it's, you know, cropped up to be. And, um, but at the same time, it's amazing. There's so many people on Instagram all the time. You can reach like the whole world and yeah. People are just on Instagram all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So most of I, most of my sales are from people who found me on Instagram. Yeah. How are they finding you? Is it like through hashtags? Is it through other artists? Like what, how do they, is it, how do they find you? Do you know? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. 
<laughs> I wish I did. Sometimes I think, yeah, hashtags or um, location. Yeah, I don't know. Geotag maybe. Or... Yeah, I don't really use those as much. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. I. <laughs> so I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't you know? No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I just no idea. They just it's magic. <laughs> Yeah, it sort of is. Like, I've heard some of your podcasts with people talking about it. Like, yeah, and someone posted, you know, some other person shares your work. And then, like, boom, all of a sudden, all these people come in. So I used to have a mermaid brand. And I still have that account and, like, use it. And I mostly, I'm really into collecting shells and things like that. So that page is all just, like, my shell collecting. So I actually (laughs) have, like, used that account to sort of, like, feed people over to my art account like I always post pictures that I've taken and then tag myself so I think that that's brought some of the mermaids over because it's like <laughs> yeah. I used to sell mermaid tail blankets <laughs> oh my gosh I love that do you put you yeah. down anymore what <laughs> no it was it was good when it was good but then it was like it was such a saturated market and it was kind of like it was such a trend that like then it just sort of fizzled out yeah but I took like I used to take pictures of little itty bitty tiny shells this is just sort of one of those weird things about Instagram and I have this one picture that's gone viral and it's of just little shells and it's been posted it's still posted on huge accounts all the time and that's like seriously where most of my followers have come from I think from this shell picture that I took that has nothing to do with my art like putting down my paintbrush picking up some rocks (laughs) just like yeah (laughs) trying that yeah, so definitely there's just some strange things happening just out there. I have done a there. lot of advertising on Instagram in the past, and that works. That does work. Um, but, you know, you got to pay for it. <laughs> so, yeah, which, like, it actually would usually pay for itself. Um, I would promote like giveaways um, with ads and then like to sign up for the giveaway, you get their email address and then, you know, then you build like a huge email list and, and then you can communicate with people through, through that, which is like the best way to like get them to your website to actually like buy something. Cause you know, Instagram, I think, you know, people just come for the entertainment and the inspiration and they want to see pretty things, which so do I. So, um, but when you get someone's email and then you can reach their inbox and make them an offer, that's, you know, where you can really make a sale. Although I don't know if it's true with the art thing. It worked before when it was like more of like a product-based business. But now like, yeah, I'll just randomly have someone say, oh, I found you on Instagram and, you know, I want to buy something. Or I can see like on my website, um, like that the person came from Instagram and made the purchase. So okay, yeah. that's where they're usually coming from. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that you said that too, because we in the Artist Academy, I'm always like, get get your email list, get your like, get get it up and going. And people are like, that's so boring. Like, <laughs> email list is so boring. I'm like, just do it anyway. <laughs> it's so important. I know yeah. people don't understand the value of email addresses, like because I think yeah, and it's because once you have someone's email address, I mean, I know someone could unsubscribe, or you maybe don't end up in their regular inbox all the time, but. Yeah, it's the best. It's yeah, it's how you can reach people over and over again for the rest of your life. <laughs> and social media. And yeah, another thing that I think people don't understand about email addresses when you're advertising on Facebook and Instagram, you can use email addresses to advertise. I don't know if you knew that. So, if you have like 
a list of email addresses. You like upload it into Facebook and you can reach all those people. Oh, I have not yet done this, but I've heard of this. It just yeah. like that's it seems hard from how somebody explains it, but it's not too bad, I guess. No, no, it's not hard. Yeah, you just upload like a CSV file with your email addresses and Instagram will like specifically deliver that ad to that to the person on social media with that email address. So it's like, you know, really good targeting because that person who's given you their email, they already know about you and your brand. And so when they sometimes, you know, you just disappear and then you can reach them again on social media. And um, yeah, so that's an effective way to reach people. Okay. Yeah, good bang for your buck. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, I'm going to look into that more. <laughs> yeah. You. So where, uh, where, blah, blah, blah. what are your future art plans and goals? <laughs> Any upcoming projects? What's going on right now? Yeah, um, I'm working on a big commission right now. It's very exciting. Um, it's like a really long, um, not very tall one. So it's kind of Ooh. a fun new shape. And it's going to be like a big wave all the way across. So I'm working on that. And then I'm going to do a, a mini series. I've I've been like wanting to paint big and now I have all these big paintings piling up, which is great, but I feel like, you know, maybe some smaller paintings will be more in the price range for people to bring home. So I'm going to do a mini series. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to do a big release of that mini series, like tease everybody again or just kind of, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I think I might though. I might try it again. Like as I, I don't know. We'll see if people want to buy them as I go, I'll probably, like, okay, just offer for you. them. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, yes, you can buy this. But I think I still will do like a release and launch them all at once. I don't know. I see other people do it. They're like, I launched my, I launched my, my collection. It sold out in two hours. And I'm like, oh, hey, you. <laughs> I know. I'm like, how do you do it? Like, but yeah, so. Yeah. Gotta keep trying. Just I gotta keep just trying. Keep doing it. Okay, you've inspired me to do that with my cloud series then. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try it. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know how it goes and we can either like complain together or I'll be like, keep going <laughs> or like that didn't work at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, for sure. Is there a last question and then I will let you go, but is there any advice that you give artists who want to make art your full-time career, but just don't know where to start? I would say, yeah, the email list, get, get an email list going and also just like get a website yeah. set up. I use Shopify. Um, Me too. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Shopify is a great platform. Um, so yeah, get a website set up. Just keep posting things. Just see what happens and keep expanding your offerings. Yeah. Like one thing that, you know, and this is like a constant thing. You just got to keep, keep making little baby steps towards your, towards your goals. Like I want to start offering, um, like can prints on canvas prints on gallery wrapped canvas, which is something that it seems like people really want, but you know, and I've been thinking about this for a while and you just need to go do it. But, um, yeah, I think I sell more prints than originals. I'm like, nobody wants my higher priced originals, but people will buy prints of them. They like the canvas prints. So. Yeah. Oh, so do you offer those too? Yeah. And okay. I do like a big sale once a year, like on my birthday. And that's been one thing. Cause so, one thing for like getting sales, like you know how everybody and their mother comments or like tells you a happy birthday on 
on Facebook, I'll be like, hey guys, don't tell me happy birthday on my feed. Like, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing a sale. Please tell, tell me happy birthday on this post. That way everybody sees it. And then I get so many canvas orders on that one day, but I only do like a canvas oh, sale wow. one day. And like, that's like my big thing. And I'll get like maybe one print order a month <laughs> the rest of the year. But on that oh, day, wow. I get like 10 or 15 or 20. It did, or like, I got 10 the first year, then I got like 20 last year and it's just growing. Wow. So I cool. tell everybody, do that. Do it on your birthday because everybody wants to tell you happy birthday anyway. And it's like, it's like not paying for an ad because they right. like, keep commenting on it. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good, that's a good strategy. That's, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Another, another really good strategy that I'll just share with you and all of your Please followers do. that has worked for me and past companies. And also like I did it with my art stuff is to do a giveaway and basically, you know, and collect the emails. And then after you close the giveaway and do your giveaway, like email all of your people who, to, you know, entered and offer them like a huge discount to come by. And that is like, because, you know, all those people, you're like so grateful that they've, they've shown you, they've expressed interest that they want your art. And then they also, they've had the opportunity to feel like, oh, maybe I can win. Maybe I'll get something. Like they, they, they've had the opportunity to be like, oh, maybe this art will be in my house if I win. And then you can be like, here's a, here's a discount. This is like the best I can do to like get you some art. And that has had like huge success for me. So, okay. Yeah. That's a good strategy. Oh yeah. Cause everybody that's giving your email, they want your stuff. They're just, they just like, oh, I don't know if I want to buy it or not. And so yeah, yeah. Giving them a discount. I like so that. yeah that gives them kind of like an incentive to buy you know it's like you just say you know for a limited time purchase at this discount and they have your attention or you have their attention because they were hoping that they would win the giveaway and only you know one or two people can win your giveaway or whatever but that that is a good strategy yeah okay awesome I, yeah. I love that you're very business-minded too because you've done like an e-commerce store and stuff so you're like I know how to sell. <laughs> like, yeah, well, it's such, a, it's such an important thing because if you just sit home painting your art and you don't sell, you can't keep painting, you can't keep doing it. You've got to go get another job. So, I, yeah, I do, the business stuff is so important. You really have to be an artist, but then you have to also be a business person. You seem like you're doing a really good job, too. <laughs> right back at you, especially for just being an artist for a year. That's, that's so incredible. Oh, thank you. Well, I really have been an artist my whole life, I feel right, like, right. but just like trying to, you know, really go for it on my own art business. Yeah. For just, yes. Cause I moved back last May. So it's been a year. Oh, wow. Happy anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's it. Thank you so much. I've thoroughly yeah. enjoyed just meeting you and talking to you about all the things. And I wish we lived closer. I'd be like, hey, you want to go get some coffee? That I don't really drink coffee, but like tea or something. Yeah, and paint a mural. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Where do you live? Missouri. Oh, Missouri. So, like okay. right in the Midwest. But if I'm ever up in Washington, I'll definitely hit you up and be like, hey, let's pick a non-rainy day and we'll go paint. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. It doesn't rain every day, but it's beautiful here. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you. Well, thanks for so having much. me on. This was really nice. I really appreciate it. Yeah, same. Well, I hope you have a good rest of your day. And this um, this podcast episode will be airing one week from today, and I'll send you all of the info. Sounds great. All right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time six-figure art business. 
with weekly trainings that include step-by-step proven art business techniques, plus painting tutorials from yours truly (laughs) and other guest artists who are masters in their field, you will be well-equipped to learn and grow into the highly skilled and highly profitable artist you know you're meant to be. I've figured out what it takes to build my own six-figure art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. It's not hard, but it does require your time and dedication. So if you're up for the challenge, go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. If you review our podcast and send a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram, I am at art by Andrea Earhart. I will then promote your art on my story and tag you as a little thank you for helping me grow this podcast and our Artist Academy community. I have a reach of over 50,000 on Instagram. So this is a little help me to help you incentive. Also, if you ever want your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash artist academy to check out the schedule every Tuesday to catch us on live. I'll see you next week.